Good morning. It is Wednesday, September the 6th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today before the Lord, unto the Lord, holiness unto the Lord in a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, When Wicked Men Hide. In executive session. Our text is Acts chapter 4, verses 13 to 22. Hear now the word of the Lord. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them, because all the people were praising God for what had happened. But the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Don't you love it when the Bible doesn't mince words? I mean, when does it, right? When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been. With Jesus. As a side note, sometimes people use texts like these with the agenda of being anti academic. 
they put down things like seminary education and academic degrees in religion. You won't get that from me. I've worked for a seminary for the past 20-something years. While scholars and academics are responsible for some of the most egregious heresies that have infected so many seminaries and decimated so many church leaders, and as a result, their churches, many others have done great scholarly work in the name of Jesus. To the latter, we are forever indebted. Notwithstanding, I still believe that above every classroom door in every seminary in the world should be posted these words. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Matthew eleven twenty-five. To those, we might add these. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. The point here is not that Peter and John were unschooled and ordinary men. The point is that being ordinary and unschooled does not disqualify one for apostolic ministry, nor does being educated and extraordinary. At least three things stand out in this text. Number one, it was their courage that garnered the attention of onlookers. Number two, the onlookers were astonished. And number three, the explanation was Jesus. Courage is winsome. Courage gets people's attention. Courage is compelling. Courage, then and now, is desperately needed. Courage does not come from trying to be courageous. Courage comes from simple, unflinching obedience. Courage comes from confidence in God. Courage doesn't mean doing something great or impressive, although this was particularly impressive. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Courage comes from being with Jesus. Isn't that the real point here? And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Jesus had a thing or two to say about courage. This comes to mind from Luke 12. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. 
Isn't that exactly what happened here? Courage is the cultivated ability to meet the need of the moment in the name of Jesus. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more courage will rise up within you to meet the demands of the day. There's another story playing out here. There always is. It's the antithesis of courage. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. It's the story of wicked men hiding in executive session. It's the story of cowardice. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive your courage and release my cowardice and my need to control. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, who comes to mind when you think of courageous people in the kingdom of Jesus? How do you see today's story of the courage and cowardice playing out in our time? Journal out a response to this prompt. Do I tend to find myself on the side of reasonable compromise or unreasonable faith? And for our hymn today, I know we've sung it recently, but we've got to sing it again. It cries out to be sung again. It's God of grace and God of glory. It's hymn number 45, in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise, number 45, God of grace and God of glory, all three verses. God of grace and God of glory, on thy people pour thy power. Crown thine ancient church story. Bring her bud to glorious flower. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, 
for the facing of this hour, for the facing of this hour. Lo, the hosts of evil round us scorn thy Christ, assail his ways. Fears and doubts too long have bound us, free our hearts to faith and praise. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, for the living of these days, for the living of these days. Set our feet on lofty places, gird our lives that they may be, armored with all Christ-like graces, in the fight to set men free. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, that we fail not man nor thee, that we fail not man nor thee. Amen. Grant us wisdom and grant us courage. We are living in an age where there is a great need for courage. And I believe you have it. I believe the Spirit of God is welling up within you with courage. And I know that to be so because I know that you have been with Jesus. That's what we're doing here every single day. We're meeting with Jesus. That's what the wake-up call is. I think it's especially so if you listen. We begin in that prayer of consecration. We proceed to the Word of God. We reflect together. We we move into the prayer for transformation. And then we begin to move outward into demonstration. That's where we got to go now. This day, he is crying out for a demonstration. A demonstration of the love, the grace, the mercy, the power of God. And that will come through courage. You know how to spell faith, don't you? R-I-S-K. Will you take a risk of faith today to sow a seed of the kingdom of Jesus? I don't know what it'll look like. It could be many things. He'll tell you. Just move out. Say, speak, Lord. Your, Your servant, your son, your daughter is listening. I've already said yes. I'm moving with your spirit today. Yeah, and then we'll have a Holy Spirit story that'll come from that. Please send it to me. Well, let's call it a let's call it a day on the wake up call. It's time to to get from the wake up to the shake up. It's time to get from, you know, 
the house to the field. Get your seats. I'll be looking for you out there. I'll be that guy waving, okay? See you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 